Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Alright guys, so we're going to jump right into this week's version of the Geek Sheets. It's time for the Geek Sheets. Here's the big news this week in the geeky nerdy world. Alright Steve, so what's first on this week's version of the Geek Sheets? Well, I think it's apropos of what I wrote and what rumors i'm hearing right now so um ew entertainment weekly dropped a whole slew of pictures from the upcoming captain marvel movie the next movie in the mcu um i'm reading some rumors now we record on friday you'll be hearing this saturday if you're savvy monday if you're lazy um (laughs) but it seems like from the rumors i'm hearing uh good morning america is going to drop the trailer for captain marvel tuesday morning um so we have some official pictures we have the trailer up and coming on the 18th um and then coupled with that uh kevin feige was um you know just talking about the movie and everything like that and naturally because it's you know a female-led movie the question is like hey what do you think about female-led movies and i really appreciated kevin feige's statement about it so i thought i'd include that here because it kind of tied together and his exact quote uh, when talking about it, because he was uh, – the setup is they were talking – he was talking about, like, how there were, like, crappy female-led superhero movies like Catwoman Electra and, like, early garbage from the 2000s. And his thing was, my belief was always that they did not – they didn't work not because they were female-led stories. They didn't work because they were not particularly good movies. And I think that's the lens through mm-hmm. which anyone should look at any movie is don't be like, hey, this has – a man or a woman this has a white person or a black person or like any any sort of dichotomy that you want to look at you should look at the movie and go hey was this a good movie and that's how they should make them and that's how we should view them i like that and i like that that's the mindset they had going into making this movie so i'm very excited for the trailer and Mm -hmm. i'll get off that and let you guys discuss yeah i i'm excited about this movie because the more i read about it the more i realize that it's not going to just be carol danvers yeah because there's a lot of captain marvels out there yeah Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we're going to get some carol danvers we're going to get some um and i always mix the name up because one of them is the mom and one of them is the maria is the mom if i'm maria rambo is the mom Mom. who's the pilot and monica rambo Is. is the daughter who was captain marvel yes okay um that supposedly we are going to see Maria, like they've even shown in some of the stills that it's Maria Rambo and yeah. she's a fighter pilot and on the side of her ship it says photon. Yes. And that is mm-hmm. badass. Huge <laughs> Easter egg right yeah. there. Yeah. That we're going to get some of these crossovers. But yeah. also, too, Monica Rambo holds a really, really special place in my heart because Monica Rambo was a member of Next Wave Agents of Hate, which is one of my favorite comic books of mm. all time. It's like, if you've ever read it, if you haven't read it before, it's basically like, it makes fun of all other Marvel comic books, basically. <laughs> and this team is basically like the losers of the MCU, all grouped together. Mm. Um, just a fantastic comic book, and, and you guys should check it out. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Not only that, we're going to get Captain Marvel in there yep. as well, played by Jude Law. So he's going to be like the, yep. I'm assuming he's going to take on the role of like lead um, 
like training her yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be like training. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be training. I think Carol. there's set photos of that too. Yeah. Of the of, of yeah. the two of them in what appears to be training gear. Yeah. And like I was on uh, Fantastic Forum uh, last week, which if you guys want to check that out, that is Ulysses E. Campbell's vehicle. Uh, that he hosts and runs and creates that is on WERA-FM tomorrow, actually, at 4 p.m. You can check it out. Uh, you can also go to the website, which is fantasticforum.tv, or you can actually listen to the podcasts uh, on GGR because they're right there. <laughs> um, but we were talking about how everybody who's a comic book nerd is losing their mind because the scroll are finally going to be in the MCU, mm-hmm. and they're really excited about that. And, like, yeah. I – I didn't. I don't have a dog in that fight because, like, I got into comic books in the '90s, so I didn't really give a crap about the scroll. But like, I know a lot of people who are really excited about them, so I'm cool. Well, a lot yeah. of people, I think, are thinking yeah. that's gonna. This is gonna be the setup for what they do post Thanos. Yeah. The big event, Secret War. Yep. Um. Or Secret Invasion. Secret, Secret Invasion. invasion. Yeah. Oh. I am so sorry, nerds who just screamed at their podcast. Excuse me. I know the difference. As they adjust their glasses with uh, with tape in the middle of them. Yeah, we know. Oh, we my know. God. <laughs> we all we all have those moments, too, you know, those like no, where somebody says something incorrect and we want to correct them. I have to stop myself because I realize how much of a dick I sound like when I do it. Well, you know, that's not correct. Well, technically. Uh, technically. Sh- shut up. God. <laughs> I one time yeah. like I nerd raged at somebody because like they said something about the uh, the Konami code and mm-hmm. like but like in their real life they were like I was at work and I hit up down up down left right left right B A B A to see if it would do anything to my computer screen and I was like and then you got a thousand lives and somebody was like um technically it was ninety nine and I was like just shut the f- uh, just shut, shut up. up just stop <laughs> you knew exactly what I was talking about it doesn't matter okay it's right. not like it's not like as soon as you corrected me all of a sudden a magical invisible point popped up over your head and now you've got mm-hmm. one point and I've lost a point just shut up nobody cares exactly like, everybody knew what I was referencing like ah fucking nerds <laughs> <laughs> but th- we are so it's like self-hating it's, it's weird it's, it's those weird. nerds those nerds it's weird man it's weird <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm really excited about Captain Marvel. I think it's gonna I, be good. I am too. Me too. I can't wait. I'm excited about female leads. I, I really like yes. the idea that we're gonna have more female leads. Yep. Um, it's, it's not. It's not in. And I'm sorry, MC. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Um, and there's actually one that we forgot to mention in talking about the characters that are gonna be in uh, Captain Marvel, and that is Miss Marvel. The uh, Kamala Khan is supposed nice. to be in. This, is supposed to be in this film as well. They've cast someone who people who fans are speculating is going to play Kamala Khan. I, yep. I don't know if it's hmm. official official yet. Yeah. But the, the speculation is there. The, the proof seems to be that you know, she's going to be in this film as well. Okay. Hmm. As well as a couple of people that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy, right. most yep. notably Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He paces back. Okay. Nice. So we'll see him again too, and then we'll probably see John C. Riley again or. Glenn Close again, like they'll pop up. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything talking about if they go to Xandar or meet any anyone from the Nova Corps or anything like that. But yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate like an Easter egg of like Rich Rider or something like that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, I would be totally for that. Um, I wanted to just just dovetail off that for just a second, and I wanted to talk yeah. about some of the things that are happening in the universe because we didn't get to them uh, before the Geek Sheets because it happened midweek. Yeah. But there was an announcement that Henry Cavill. Um, may not be Superman. Now, initially, it was, he's not Superman anymore. Right. And then it was, they, they kind of pulled pulled that back a little bit, and they a were like, hey, yeah. let's <laughs> pump the brakes there. We don't know for sure. He may not be Superman anymore. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And there was talk that Mi- they were talking to Michael B. Jordan about mm-hmm. being the next Superman. Well, Michael B. Jordan is one of a few actors. He was just the big name. Apparently, yeah. there's he's not the only person. He was just yeah. the bit one of the bigger names on yeah. whatever this More list A-list. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this also came in conjunction with there's there's a video game, and I don't know how many of you guys are real gamers that have played the game The Witcher. But they're doing a Witcher series on Netflix, and Henry Cavill has been cast as the lead. Mm-hmm. And there was an announcement that um, Netflix had put out a casting call for the main female character in this game. But they want, um, and the way they described it was Asian, um, African American, um, some person of color basically to play this role. And the internet lost its collective mind mm. because in the book, because they were originally short stories, and then in the video game, this character that they're trying to cast is a Polish princess. Okay. Like, Middle Ages time frame. And they were nothing but white. I mean, the whitest of the white. Like, mm-hmm. mayonnaise on white bread and turkey kind of sandwiches. That's, that's, that's the origin of whiteness, if I'm correct. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. All white people descend from this girl. Um, and people were getting really, really, really mad and mm-hmm. saying that this is wrong because you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And... I'm. I want to get everybody's so it's opinion. A, it's the same backlash Michael B. Jordan got yeah. when he was playing Human Torch, right? Yeah. Just the yeah. other way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to. I want to talk about this with you guys because sure. I want. I want your opinions on this because I'm torn on this, and mm-hmm. it's hard to be torn because I'm white, and I'll explain why. The reason I say that is automatically I'm sympathetic of the problem that is Hollywood, and I mentioned it in a Facebook post where I was talking mm-hmm. about like you can list off a million characters that have been whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Over the years, yep. Um, Josh Hartnett in Thirty Days Tonight was supposed to be an Inuit uh, police chief in Alaska, and really? Josh Hartnett is nothing but the whitest of the white. I did yep. not know that, and I love that movie. Um, Shane Shane Falco, no, he is very white. Oh yeah, yeah. in the repl- in the, the yeah. replacement, Shane Falco, which I used the clip in our intro. I love that movie, but Shane Falco is an amalgam of two characters mashed together. Yep, and they chose. Keanu Reeves to play him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tony Robinson was the guy's name. Tony Robinson was a college stud and then found his way into jail because of cocaine problems. Mm-hmm. And then the NFL had their strike in 1987. He got out of jail right the, – the Washington football team managed to work out something where they were able to get him out of prison. I don't know how they did it, <laughs> but they got him out of prison to be their, their scab quarterback. Uh-huh. And – he was their backup quarterback, and their starting quarterback was the guy who had actually led them to two wins before that, got injured in the Cowboys game. Tony Robinson came in and played a masterful game and beat the Cowboys, but not just beat the Cowboys. These weren't replacement player Cowboys. These were the regular Dallas Cowboys. Huh? They had crossed the picket line to play, and replacement players beat the regular Cowboys. Huh? So that's like the main – that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's like what this is based on, and it was Keanu Reeves. They whitewashed that. I mean, I could name a million Angelina Jolie roles yeah. where she was originally um, wanted. Yeah. The character oh, she yeah, played yeah. wanted was black, and she's white. Oh. The reason I'm bringing all of these up is because as somebody who's white, I don't have a problem finding somebody that looks like me on TV mm-hmm. or in right. a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm identified all the time. Right. So if a video game – has a character that's traditionally white and they play and they cast somebody who's black mm-hmm. or uh, Asian or anything, I don't really feel like I have the right to be pissed about that because it's kind of it's it's kind of like all right, you know, maybe maybe this should have been a white character, but 
we've owned Hollywood for decades. We have like, white characters yeah. everywhere. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe I should just like just chill with this, you know? Yeah. Like and maybe like I understand it from a simple standpoint of historical accuracy. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, I just I don't feel like anybody who is who is white and who is understanding of that other people minorities and other and people you know women basically have not seen themselves identified on on they don't have anybody to look to right right and mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. is important yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's just i see both sides of it but like i don't feel like i can be outraged by this because it, it would just be a dick move you know yeah i mean i, I think it all for me i think it all comes down to what exactly we're talking about like most much of what we're talking about with the characters, be them in video games or in uh, um, TV shows or movie adaptations or whatever the case may be, most of it is they're fictional characters. So for me, I'm just kind of like if it's a fictional character and as long as their race is not, you know, like specifically tied to their uh, personality or their yeah. or anything like that, then like who cares? Like, for example... Uh, like it'd be really hard for a character like Black Panther to be anything <laughs> other than black, because right. just because <laughs> of the, that, it's just his last name is Black, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just because you know, because of the lore of the character, where Wakanda is located, and everything, like it'd be hard. There's no real way that you could really circumvent that, you know what I'm saying? But a character like or like Luke Cage, yeah, or like Luke Cage for example. Yeah. Yeah. But like someone like a, a Superman. Or Batman. Or Batman or Green Lantern. Robin. Or Robin. You know, whomever. Aquaman. Yeah, like. Wonder Woman. Th- these characters are, like, their race is not specifically tied to their character. Like, yeah, traditionally they are they are white. You know, mm-hmm. we've always seen them depicted as white. But there's nothing specific to their story that requires them to be that way. And so I, I, and so I don't feel like there's, you know, there's any right to have any real outrage plus like you mentioned you know white folks have had all of the representation in the world of all of these different these different characters and and ultimately you know i I really feel like this too and i I may be late too if there was any backlash with this but when i watch like the flash and i see that the wests are all black and i know that if i remember correctly like weren't they like retcons or something later to be black in the comics too uh, like there's a black wally west i believe so yeah yeah, yeah. so but they but were like, always white before yeah that's what i mean like i don't know if there was any outrage with that when the flash was first uh first first, first came, came out, out but yeah i don't I mean, remember it, hearing or seeing anything but yeah and that's that's how it should be because it doesn't matter whether yeah, or not wally or iris is white or had they gone uh, another route with another uh, character of color or another person of color, like it didn't matter because you know the people who are playing them are just dope. They're good at what yeah. they do, right? You know, so like it doesn't yeah. matter if they like, were, if it was changed or not. Like Joe West is is, is I love Joe West. I yeah. wish mm-hmm. I wish he was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding, Dad. If you're listening, but, but my dad's not because he doesn't know how technology works. So. <laughs> I would have to find like a cassette tape mm. and record the podcast on yeah. the cassette tape and, and then give it, it to him <laughs> and be like, listen to this podcast, like. <laughs> Right. But like I, I, I too also get both sides of it too because there's yeah. also a perspective of um, a lot of people wanting instead of having these characters who are traditionally white just be changed, having yeah. just all new characters be brought in yeah. and letting uh, black folks or other people of color just be these new people mm-hmm. who get introduced with their own stories and who don't have to have yeah. – 
things changed because they decided to make this Persian Latin or something else. Yeah. It just the the one argument that really rings true with this is the people of Poland, for the most part, have gotten crapped on for most of history. <laughs> yeah. And this mo- what bad has ever happened in Poland? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's right. They got creamed in the World Cup this year. You're right. I'm sorry <laughs> I about that. How insensitive Ba-doom. of me. <laughs> the, the Polish people have actually really taken to this video game series, and mm. it's become a huge point of pride for them. And to take it away, not take it away from them. That's the other thing too. Is like, I can see that argument of like we want it to be traditional to Polish history, yeah. but at the same time too, if you have somebody, I, the the analogy I had a friend of mine who was very passionate about this, and we were back and forth talking about it. And he made really really good points. Um, Zombie Ben, actually GGR uh, okay. alum, um, and one of the things that I mentioned, I was like, did you ever watch this series, George Lopez? And he was like the one on Nick at Night. I was like, yeah. I was like, you know his daughter Carmen on that show. He was like, yeah. I was like, she's Lithuanian. And he was like, what? I was huh. like, you didn't realize that she wasn't Hispanic, did you? And he was like, no. I was like, because it didn't matter. I was like, and not only that, the Hispanic culture adopted her, essentially, and, mm-hmm. and signed off on it. And they were like, she's doing a very good job of playing this role. Mm-hmm. And we accept her as one of our own. Hmm. And you could have the same thing yeah. with, with The Witcher. Like, you could have a character that's not ethnically white could play this role and you would never know steve there's a guy that used to play for the steelers and his name is bruce gradkowski and with a name like gradkowski he is polish as hell like if you looked at if you looked at that dude he looks like he's a person of color he does yeah. not look he's like not a look, traditional white, dude. white. Uh, at very all. dark skin yeah. yeah 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 and like what's your, what's your take on this steve like i mean do you have any opinion about this or are you kind of feeling the same way yeah. i am about this no so i mean all right so i feel like when it comes to the history that's the thing that's hardest for me to juggle is when it's something that's established and it's being changed because my thought immediately goes why are they changing it the why is the more important thing to me than the what mm-hmm. i don't care if it's a white person to black or a man to a woman or the other way around it doesn't matter to me what's being changed it's the question is why is it organic does it make sense are they doing it because they're not selling enough to a certain demographic and they Mm. just want to change it to up sales does it have have any intention behind it right um what what's the 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 qualifiers for the Mm -hmm. reasoning um for example we were talking about michael b jordan being uh superman i love that because he's a great actor Mm -hmm. and i think he could really portray the role he's a very strong presence on the screen you know what i mean and that's what superman's always been right. and i always felt like that was one of the things that was lacking in some of the superman films like henry cavill looks a lot like superman from the comic books mm-hmm. but he never had that gravitas where like when he lands everyone's kind of like okay everyone hold on like what's gonna happen here now and like i feel <laughs> like michael b jordan could do that hmm. i don't really care if he's white or black in that instance because i feel like he can portray the character yeah. And I go right. all the way back when when it comes to these sort of questions, I always think about what Martin Luther King Jr. said, you know, judge by the don't judge by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Mm-hmm. And in this case, whether it's the morals that they have as an actual human being yeah. or a, maybe a character they're portraying in the instance right. we're talking about. So if someone um, of any nationality or descent is able to portray that character, because that sounds like what the Polish people uh, that have gravitated towards the series. And I, I'm not familiar with the video game. I know yeah, it's I have, yeah, me vaguely, I don't really know it that well, but yeah. whatever makes this character so important to that community, 
if someone can capture that and portray that and expand that fan base yeah. to people who didn't know about it, right. that should be the more important thing Absolutely. than who it is. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And, and it's one of the things currently that's bothering me a lot with all this stuff of, of you know, well, we have to have this certain group, you know, more portrayed or less portrayed or anything like that. To me, it's like, well, do you have scales out there somewhere where you know every single group and how much they've been portrayed and how much more you need to portray them to balance it all out? Like, it's an impossible equation that no right. one really knows. So why don't we just, from this point on, just wipe the board and forget everything and then just pick the best person for the job mm-hmm. for the job you're trying to accomplish. Yep. Um, and I, I, like I said, the only thing that sometimes gets me on this a little bit is like, okay, the one argument against Michael B. Jordan is like, as Human Torch, they're saying it's like, okay, he's a great actor and everything, but we have this specific character and we have 70 years or like 60 years of him looking and acting like this. Right. Mm-hmm. The looks to me aren't as important as the character. You know, right. I mean, I don't care what Luke Skywalker looks like. I care who Luke Skywalker is. Right. And for me, like when I went and saw Black Panther, you know, I'm a white guy. I'm a nerdy white guy in his 30s. But there's still a lot that I was able to look up to a lot of those different characters. Right. And maybe I don't have those right. same experiences, but I can still pick out nuggets of, wow, that made him a hero there. Or, wow, I can kind of see the argument being done here or, or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. So maybe I don't get all of it, but I can still get some of it. And it's the same for any group or any nationality looking at any piece of media and that's just mm-hmm. that's yeah. my take on yeah. it and, and that's how it should be because honestly as a black person i mean we've had to adapt to that when looking at other characters like going to see iron man mm-hmm. or batman or even superman you know as far as we've known at least earth one superman you know like we we've had to look into these characters and find things we can identify with despite the fact that they don't look like us and, and for many of us like we haven't really cared that much that you know that they're you know that they don't look like us because we managed to just fall in love with these characters as they were portrayed. Like we found mm-hmm. things that we enjoyed from them. Right. And so and that's the way it should be. Because exactly. to me, like I guess I get annoyed because a lot of times when people talk about representation, in my mind I see it as pandering. I see it as you're saying, Hey, this person or this group that hasn't been uh, shown enough in the films, we're going to make this one just for you. And it's like, in my mind, in the back of my mind, I see like, okay, so some ad execs sat in there and said, okay, what group haven't we sold a movie to yet? Because Mm -hmm. they got a bunch of money in their pocket that we haven't grabbed. And to me, I'm like, that's not fair. That's not something you should be using to just make a buck because you've run out of ideas and you've remade this movie 20 times. I think it can be twofold. I think it can be twofold though, because by the same token, it's still also important that we that we get that. Like even like like me like I saw Black Panther in New York with three hundred other black nerds, and we all managed to acknowledge like yeah the people who are behind this movie don't look like us. Even yeah. even though yes many of the people who worked on this movie did, but ultimately the people who made the decision to bring a black panther to the screen mm-hmm. and and uh you know first introduce them in civil war and then ultimately decide to give them a movie like they don't look like us but at the same time we were also like at large we have want we, we've been told that if i use black panther as, as an example that um, a movie with a predominantly black cast that's not like the normal ones that are you know comedy 
or something mm-hmm. like that, like a, a, a sci-fi action adventure comic book a- adaptation, like that movie would never do well. And then Black Panther did a million dollars. Right. So I think I think I think there's I think both can be true. Like you know, it, it's not fair that uh, that you know the the people making decisions to some extent probably are pandering. But I think it's also equally important that we that we do also get this representation mm. because it can do a lot of good uh, for the people who are who are you know going to go out to see this movie, if for nothing else, solely because of the 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 visual of seeing someone who looks like them do things we've never seen them do on screen before. Well, one of the things that um, I kind of ended my my post with was if you can only identify with people who are the same race, gender, ethnicity, or have to look just like you, if that's Mm -hmm. the only way you can watch media, you are missing so much Mm -hmm. incredible content out there. Right. I mean, there's so many great movies and TV shows and radio shows and music. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's sad to think that that people can be stuck in that with their blinders on and right. only want to see right. those things. So yeah, um, if that's the only thing, the only type of person you want to have a conversation with is someone who's exactly like you, you're only going to be left talking to yourself. Like right. that's the only person that's like you out there. Right. So you've exactly. got to get out there and experience different things. Yep. Yeah. So I think that we can move on to our, our second topic. Cause that was, we got a little heavy there, but that's okay. I mean, like, <laughs> it happens. It's, it's, it's part of the nerd world that we live in. Right, we right, want right. to be in our refuge, but we also want to make sure we're talking about topics that are important. Right. Um, right. Well, it's and, absolutely going to impact the landscape of all of these films. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Especially, especially after things like Wonder Woman and Black Panther right. blew up. I think yeah. people are realizing like, yeah, like I said, maybe sometimes I can be a little cynical. I think about it in like the negative terms of like, <laughs> yeah. like I said, those dudes in the boardroom. Like, all right, who can we tap now to get some money? But yeah. no, in, in a lot of ways, those are groundbreaking for some very positive reasons yeah. as well. Yeah. So I kind of figured that conversation would yeah. would stem from this, and I'm glad we had it because oh, yeah. I knew our group was the kind of group that could have it. Yeah, not yeah. like a bunch of crazy screaming, <laughs> you know, on on. CNN split screen, people just shouting at each other. I can't stand no, that. No, 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 me too. What about white panther? Yeah. yeah what why about is he got to be black? Why can't he be gray? A little black and a little white. Jeez. Um, <laughs> or red panther. Red panther. Um, or was it? I am. Um, yeah. I really. One of the things that um, kind of ties in with this is, and, and maybe somebody could make the argument that the reason why I didn't watch Jessica Jones of all the other Marvel series was because she was a woman. But that's stupid. I just don't like Kristen Ritter. She bothers me. Um, but honestly, because of Jessica Jones, I finished all of season one. Mm-hmm. I am team Jessica Jones now. <laughs> like I loved that first season so much. Mm-hmm. Um, David Tennant is scary as hell. Yep. Like so He's much so, so, so much so that I had bad dreams about Purple Man. <laughs> like people were being oh, affected yeah. by him and I'm like, no, you don't understand. He makes you do this. And they're just like, no, I got to do this thing. I'm like, no, you don't. No. Like it was, it was a whole thing. But like from episode one all the way through i was totally into that show Mm -hmm. but also too as and and steve steve has read it before um marcus i don't know if you have or not i might have to give you a copy of my comic book um i love film noir Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. detective stuff the comic book i wrote is a film noir Mm -hmm. comic book oh sweet and jessica jones is a superhero film noir show yep 
it was it had that that detective vibe it had that pi vibe that yeah. you just don't see very often mm-hmm. and i was incredibly impressed because they did it in such great detail great and way. they did it classic i mean it was very very well done mm-hmm. and like by the end of that you hate every single character like i don't there's think there's so many people you hate like well like <laughs> well like the only one that walks out of there that you kind of like you're like well luke cage is all right yeah. but you're like <laughs> like i hate jessica jones she's a piece of crap um uh, her friend is kind of annoying but she's all right patsy uh, patsy's okay worst. yeah whatever uh, all right fine trish she's whatever the worst um, the um hellcat <laughs> um the lawyer jerry hogarth uh, total oh, piece of shit oh yeah can't yeah, stand yeah. her mm-hmm. um it just, You're just worse every, than season two. Yeah, I mean, Kill, <laughs> Kilgrave, like Kilgrave, did this weird thing where, like, for a minute there, I kind of felt bad for him. And oh I, yeah, he's uh, almost a sympathetic villain. When you when found you, when you got his yeah, backstory, yeah, when you yeah. found out his backstory, and then like you found out that like he just took that in a completely different perspective. Like his parents were trying to make him understand that this is something that's going to save your life, and like when they were telling him to toughen up, it was mm-hmm. as as a kid. When I was a kid, I was sick a lot. And like mm-hmm. I had to, I spent many a night at children's children's hospital in DC, mm-hmm. and I remember similar conversations about that. Hold my mom's hand. You got to be strong. You know, you got to be tough. He man, got to be tough like He man. Yeah. You know, like that's what parents do. And I'm watching this, and I'm just like, wow, man, this is hitting me on all sorts of different levels. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. damn, that was a good season. Really like good. It, by far the creepiest villain they've had so far. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Like I don't, nobody else has, has come close. Like Mariah on Luke Cage is is really good. He's, yeah, she's good. She's a great she's villain, close, but, but she not, ain't scary. Yeah. yeah, not like not like that. Not, not like, like creepy boogeyman underneath no. your bed yeah. and like, type. <laughs> and like not only that too, there were moments where where Kilgrave was almost like almost charming. Yeah, yeah. And like, it really made me understand how women must feel in situations like that, where a guy who You'd say no to, but he's charming, mm-hmm. and he charms you into something that you didn't really want to do in the first place. Yep. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. damn, I, ladies, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, how did I find myself in this situation? <laughs> you know. And then like, even, even yeah. like when he was being nice to her, yeah. And like he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to use my powers on you, and she was still like, nope, f you. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was almost like, oh come on, give him a chance. And I was like, no, no, no don't give him a don't chance. What the that. hell? Like it <laughs> this was. Dude is crazy. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like so. That quick aside. Jessica Jones, season one, wonderful. <laughs> I'm gonna write a review about that at some yeah. point. I'm working on it. Just give me some time. I got like three have you shows. Got, have you gotten the season two yet? I haven't started it. No, because I wanted to finish Iron Fist season two. Okay. Which equally good. In fact, he's not on the on the line anymore, which sucks. I want to make fun of him. Uh, Phil was <laughs> like, Iron Fist two is okay, dude. So much better than season one. In fact, um, it's a must. I need, I need to look it up because they they broke a Rotten Tomatoes record oh, yeah. for their score in between their ratings in between season, season one, and, one and, season. and season two. Really, really? there was they, that they, much of they, a they, yeah, there was that much of a discrepancy that they set a record. Wow, oh, wow. good for wow. Iron Fist, man, because that was a good season two is good. So check it out, guys, if you haven't seen okay, it yet. Okay, I need to finish. Um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely worth your time for sure. Um, so let's. Make sure we get into the next topic on the game. Yeah, I was going to say, it's suspicious that you brought up the Marvel Netflix series because that was the next one. It's like I know um, how to do It's not a really big story, to be honest, but the, the first teaser trailer for Daredevil Season 3 dropped. Um, it's, it's Daredevil actually, just sitting in a confessional. It's at the end of Season 2 of Iron Fist, actually. So if you watch all the way through, oh, it's right after the credits. It's okay, awesome. gotcha. Mm. And he's basically just sitting there saying, like, 
this season's going to be super dark. <laughs> like that's basically what the summation of it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. his re- darkness res- only responds to darkness. I'd rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. Yeah. Like he's what? going off yeah. the deep end. It's such and- a great line. I love that oh. line so much. I'd rather and, die and, as and the with devil. With the reports that Bullseye is going to be the villain yep. of the the series too. I mean, mm. like there's a lot of ways they could go with this one. And there's there's a lot of great tie-ins with. We don't see um, the only crossover we see in Iron Fist, as far as other people from the Netflix MCU, is Misty Knight. Yep. We see Misty mm-hmm. Knight, um, but Daredevil's not in it, but he is. And what I mean by that is Matt Murdock's final words to Danny Rand when he says, "Protect my city." It it is a huge mm-hmm. impact to him, and it and it affects him in a in a re- insane way in this season. That really gives him a depth that was just not there before the first in the first season. So, if you needed more of a reason to watch season two of Iron Fist, that would be it right there. Okay. Just incredible, and like gotcha. Daredevil has an impact. I was hoping we would see some Luke Cage um, in <laughs> Iron Fist season two, but we didn't. Um, in fact, I'm even like watching the series. I was like, you know, you could just solve this problem. Luke Cage would show up. <laughs> like, but what's crazy though, is there is a reference where at some point mm-hmm. Misty says something to Danny and Colleen about Luke, about the end of season two of Luke Cage, where she's just like, I don't yeah. really like what I last saw with him. I might need somebody with a glowing fist that can whoop his ass. And yeah. Just like, I, haven't, I haven't finished it, but I know what you're, t- I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. So definitely check out season two of, of Iron Fist. Um, I still think Daredevil of all of the series, yeah. Um, of all of the series, I think Daredevil is the best. That's just my I, opinion. yeah, same. Steve, I, I'd agree. agree. Yeah. Yep. Now the question is, do you like season one or season two better? Original Kingpin versus Punisher series season. Damn, it's a tough call. That oh. is very hard. I think mm. I think it's like saying which do you like better, Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back? You need one. You need one to have the other. Um, so you can't have season two without having season one. But I personally like season two better because the Punisher is one of my favorite characters. Yep. Same here. Um, I really liked season one because Wilson yeah. Fisk was an incredible villain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I just felt like you Punisher. said about Purple Man, not like creepy. Like yeah. he had the big grand master plan, a little more arch. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely related to him, but Purple Man was different. Oh, yeah. 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 Marcus, you had something, man? Yeah, I do have something like an, uh, a recent update with uh, a potential release date for season three okay breaking news all right uh, so netflix <laughs> thailand posted a promo from daredevil season three um and it came with a caption when translated confirmed that the show will be released in thailand october 19th oh which yeah. is a little over a month from now now there's they it says that there's a chance that it pro- like that release won't be a global global one yeah but it, it you know, it kind of confirms that we're probably going to get it before the year's out. That makes sense. Okay. I mean, because right now you're kind of on pace. When did Jessica Jones season two come out? That was the uh, beginning of the. I, I want to say. I think. I think it was the first. Yeah, I think that came out in March, if I remember correctly. I think that was March. I think it was like March 12th or something. It was early and March. Then we got Luke. March 8th. Yeah, March. Okay. So yeah. March. March was was uh, Jessica. Yeah. June was, was Luke. Luke. September was Danny. Danny. So. What are you? What are we getting? Like three months between? That, yeah, that'd be oh, imp- so, that'd be impressive. Yeah. because uh, so that would be right in like that would be like December. I don't think we'll see October though. That seems well. Really it's, fast. It's, yeah, I mean that's just what the the Netflix Thailand caption says. Yeah, I mean, and again, it does mention that it may not be a global release date because yeah. why the hell would Thailand get it first? 
It makes them special. <laughs> they don't even know. Your food's really delicious and all, but like, I want to watch Daredevil. But that would be, I mean, that would be interesting because uh, one of the things I read earlier this year kind of confirmed that Marvel was plan- was only planning on doing like three shows a year going forward. Yep. Like it, 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 they were going up from two a year to three a year. And if we were to get four a year, that'd be like, mm. that'd be interesting to be honest well, they, yeah. might, they might also be looking on the fiscal calendar too which yeah the fiscal year ends the end of this month right steve sure <laughs> <laughs> i figured you know you yeah. you know things about stuff you might know that because i mean a later release date would also make sense too because as far as i know they're still only in the early early production stages for uh jessica jones season three because they're not doing there's no there's no like big major defenders like type crossover so they're just jumping over into the next seasons of each show so i know jessica jones at least right now is in is kind of in the early stages of pre-production for season three yeah okay so this the fiscal year would end september 30th 2018 okay okay so there you go so maybe they'll do it i don't i don't know we'll see uh either way i'm excited i love daredevil i've really Mm -hmm. enjoyed his show but like at first it was the only one that i was watching Mm -hmm. but now as they're expanding I'm starting to like the other shows more. Absolutely, like, I, I yeah. think I think the Punisher. I actually think that, I might have liked the Punisher more yeah. than I like Daredevil. Yep, and yeah, that, that one's really good. I just finished that one like last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that one, that <laughs> was good, the, their it? season. That season two will probably be the one, the next one that follows Daredevil because yeah. mm-hmm. th- those two wrapped at the same time. Okay. They both they both finished shooting at the same time. I just wonder if we're gonna see Punisher crossing over with any of the other defenders other than Daredevil. Mm. That'd be interesting because I'll tell you. Um, it's not a spoiler. Um, so there is a character in Iron Fist season two. Played oh, by, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that character is generally a, a daredevil villain, right? Yeah. But I yeah. can honestly mm-hmm. see a character like that with the Punisher. Yeah. And that would that be would, Oh, wow. Stilt that would man. actually be great. Say what now, Steve? Is it Stilt Man? No, it's not Stilt Man. <laughs> stilt Man. <laughs> do, you, do you care about spoilers for Iron Fist season two? I've never have and never will. Okay. Um, Typhoid Mary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alice Eve. I yeah. heard yeah. I heard reports about that a lot. Yeah. She's and so she, good. And she is incredible so good. in this season. Yeah. Mm. Like, I could see her in Punisher. I could see her in Daredevil. I could see her in Luke K. I mean, like, a she back and forth with her and Punisher would be fantastic over the course of a season. Oh, yeah. Because they're both, Ooh. like, trained killers. Like, yeah. that would be, that would be, that would yeah. be fantastic. What power set did they give her? Um, Okay, so if you're listening and you haven't watched, finished season two of Iron <laughs> Fist, spoilers. Um, so there's Mary, right? And Mary is like happy-go-lucky, kind of like yeah. kind of ditzy and bubbly um, and flighty, but like really into art. And then there's Walker, which Walker yeah. is her alter ego. And she's basically just like – she's like with special ops, right? And there's a crossover Easter egg with uh, uh, Avengers uh, 2 because she was locked in a cage in Sokovia – for two years and we don't know what happened but basically she went to a dark place and killed everybody that was her captor because the captors had like beat her and raped her and killed all of her um team right in front of her Mm. um at the end of the season they announce well she basically says um there's a third personality and we don't know who it is and my guess is if it's anything like the comic books that's the one that has pyrokinesis Bloody Mary? Yeah, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, the one that can light shit on fire with her mind. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, anything she has, like, line of sight with. Like, if she can see it, she can just. 
it bursts into flames. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting for sure. Absolutely. All right. All right yeah. Are we ready for topic number three? Absolutely. So <laughs> there is. <laughs> That's DC, you goof. <laughs> so topic number three, Steve. What do we got? Uh. This whole week was Marvel. I just I had Marvel in the brain. I don't know why. Or maybe that's just what the better news stories were. We'll never know. Um, so this one, there was some uh, interviews done with Mark Ruffalo talking about Avengers 4. And they are actually gathering and doing reshoots for the film right now. And obviously reshoots really aren't atypical for a film. But what was a little bit interesting about the quotes that he gave, it, it wasn't just like touch-up shots or filling in pieces or anything like that he said that they're actually going and finishing the film and like a lot of speculation has been then like well maybe they just changed the ending like maybe they had to change the ending because of this whole guardians of the galaxy mm -hmm. 3 thing falling apart mm -hmm. and they had the guardians doing something yeah especially they just showed Drax getting murdered like a thousand times because Dave Bautista won't shut up about this um, it's like thrown into a black hole or something <laughs> um, but yeah like that's the speculation is that like they had to kind of reshoot some stuff and leave things more ambiguous for them because no one knows what's happening with that mm. it might just be when he said we have to finish the movie like maybe he just meant like hey, there were six scenes left to film and we haven't filmed them, therefore we haven't finished the movie yet. But it really seemed like the context in which he was saying it was like, there's an ending that needs to be completed that we haven't done yet and we're doing these reshoots to accommodate that. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That's interesting because this isn't the first time Mark Ruffalo has kind of accidentally let the cat out of the bag as far as... Yeah, an Avengers film is, con is Between concerned. Between him and Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think if because I, I, if people remember, he did an interview last year, or I think it was last year with Don Cheadle, and he kind of accidentally, oh, yeah. he kind of kind of accidentally let the end of of Infinity War slip, but mm -hmm. most people either forgot or just kind of had no context of what he meant, and so they didn't <laughs> know that like. When he mentioned kind of everyone disappearing, he meant literally everyone half the people disappear. Half, <laughs> half of the people. Disappear. So I'm not I'm not terribly surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this if this ends up being like accurate. Yeah. These guys, man, like <laughs> between him and then Dom Domin Hall Gleason uh, being like afraid of it, afraid for his life that he might leak some Star mm. Wars stuff. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> These spoilers, man. I swear. Um, See, if this ends up being the case, though, like, now I'm just going to want when that Blu-ray comes out, like, I'm going to want, like, all right, well, what was the original cut then? Like, what was the original ending? How yeah, was my ending? ultimate yeah. ending. Like, all the, like all the yeah. fanboys who are looking yeah. for the uh, Justice League. Uh, you could Snyder do a cut. Marvel <laughs> What If series in the film, in the MCU now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, we, we touched on mostly Marvel stuff here, guys. Yeah. Um, but like as we as we mentioned, and we kind of got off on the topic of, of race with our, our superheroes um, and our, our characters that we love so much, um, I wanted to kind of uh, dogleg back to the DC thing for a second sure. here. Um, so I, I heard it somewhere that basically the Marvel MCU shouldn't be copied, but should just be you know no pun intended. It should be marveled at because it normally never works like this. The fact that it has is incredible, and everybody should just be like, wow. And instead of trying to copy it, 
they should just try to do their own thing. And that DC has kind of just resigned to that fact. And they're going to be like, you know what, we're just going to do standalones now because, like, the whole universe building thing is just not working. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't, well, we don't know because it doesn't appear like it doesn't appear like they even know exactly whether they want to continue with this universe or whether they want to um, do standalones. Because if we talk about the Henry Cavill news, I mean, that disagreement was over a, a cameo in Shazam, which yeah. wouldn't make sense if they were going to make Shazam just a standalone movie right? instead of possible instead of part of this extended universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like apparently it was just like some filming. Uh, it was like a, a like a scheduling conflict where he was just like oh, I can't do it that day. And they were like, Well, fuck it, you're not Superman anymore. What do you think about that? Uh, well, apparently there's also there was uh, there was also <laughs> a, mon- a, m- a money thing. <laughs> apparently there's also a money thing involved with that too, which is DC really wasn't trying to pay him much yeah. for this cameo uh, as well. And so um, the way I heard it described is uh, Henry Cavill's camp is actually trying to. Uh, negotiate a longer term contract because he he signed on for four films and so this uh this shazam uh cameo would be his fourth film meanwhile dc dc because the first three movies that he's been in have underwhelmed they're kind of like we might be looking to just go in in a different uh different direction Mm. so like the story was that's why like the supergirl news came out because they kind of shelved whatever they were planning to do with superman next they, they they decided to shelve that and focus and go all in on this uh this soup this uh, supergirl film which is going to be an origin film and won't feature uh clark or kal-el in this film uh-huh. so that's it so i mean all right and, and the thing is there's no like we don't know if if supergirl if they're going to try to make her part of this universe or if this is going to be a standalone film because they you know they're they've real they're really they haven't really said much on it other than they want to do a supergirl origin and Mm. and you know considering they have like 50 million movies in the works and we don't know what's standalone and and what's going to be part of this universe like they they could go in any direction with this yeah Mm. yeah they really do throw a lot of like we would like to make this movie here's an idea that we have and then Never no follow-up yeah. like six people have all like they all shout at the same time like it's like they're all in a room together and they're like all right i want you to say out loud which property you want and then four guys will went i want joker and then so they all have to make a joker movie now and then someone's mm-hmm. like how about oh god i did not come prepared um uh, i watched supergirl last night maybe i'll just do one of those um you know it just seems like it's just whatever anyone just thinks up they just throw out there yep yep i I watched a lot of the Justice League uh, animated series, mm-hmm. and yeah, one of the th- one of the things that I didn't like that was creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah, just <laughs> Wait, the regular Justice League or Unlimited. Um, I watched both of them. Okay. Yeah. But one of the things that I didn't like is I don't like Superman in an ensemble piece. Hmm. In general, I found that the Superman stories that I enjoy more were like the animated series Superman, mm-hmm. as opposed to the stuff that where he was in Justice League. Right. And it's nothing against him, but you can't have Superman in those series oftentimes because Superman is so powerful. So all of a sudden, everybody can kick Superman's ass. And that's the only way that it works in Justice League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is every, somebody has to be able to kick Superman's ass. Otherwise, he's just going to show up and mop the floor with everybody. 
So having him as an individual character with individual villains and things where he's got to outthink the person or he's got to find some way to stop this massive thing because there's 85 things. The way to beat Superman is not to like overpower him. It's to have 85,000 things happen at the exact same time Mm -hmm. and see which one he picks first. Basically like, and those are the Superman stories that I like. And again, this is just my personal opinion. Right. Um, I would like it if they did it more like we got a couple of good Superman movies and we had a crossover with Batman. Like you have the one Justice League movie, but you don't have to do Justice League five. Um, you can right. just do one. That's cool. We know that these guys that. we know that these guys yeah. are cool with each other. We know that they're all friends. We know that there is a Justice League and there will be another Justice League movie at some point. Mm-hmm. But let's focus on a Superman story where he's gotta fight Brainiac because Fuck, why yeah. have we never seen Brainiac in a movie? Absolutely. Mm. Like, he's I would an love awesome, that. He's an awesome villain. Yes. And we never get him. I want to see a Superman movie with Brainiac where we get a little bit of help from Batman, where Batman has created some tech to help him beat Brainiac. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that's how you do this. Right. And why the fuck is the dude who has a regular Joe job somewhere else not involving comic books or movies giving you an idea that would probably really work? And mm-hmm. they're not coming up with this. Like, yep. it's... It just, fr- I think it's because the only thing that I'm focused on is story. Because yeah. I'm not like, well, here's how you could sell a bunch of toys, and here's how you could do this, and here's how we could get our. Here's how we can make yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking about how they can sell like commercial rights to the NBA where like LeBron James is dribbling around Superman or something like that. Like we don't have <laughs> yeah. to think Superman about that. Picks him up for a <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, I mean, that's their issue. Because, I mean, if you look at the Marvel Universe. Even just on an individual basis, not even looking at the, the 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 fact that the films are connected, all of their best, all of their films have great individual stories for these characters. Even if you ignore the larger, the, you know, the larger story mm-hmm. that they were building towards, like they're great individual stories, which makes them awesome. Like you can't say that, with the exception of Wonder Woman, you you can't really say that about the DC film so far because they seem rushed. the The stories don't seem to make sense. Uh, the char- the way that the characters are written, you know, given what we know about them, they don't seem to, they don't seem to make sense. You know, they don't seem to align with what we know of the of these characters. Mm-hmm. And so the stories don't don't come out well. Uh, people have issues with the, some of the casting choices with with some of the characters in, in this DC universe. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like they they they're trying. They see, it almost seems like they're trying to play catch up. Like that was my issue with Justice League. Which is not only was the story bad, but it seemed like you tried to force this humor in here that just didn't really didn't really work. It's like what I told you on the way here. Like, I like Batman. Batman is generally very mm-hmm. very witty with his one liners. Mm-hmm. And outside of the what's your superpower? I'm rich. Like the other, yeah, the other <laughs> the all, jokes that they had with it, Batman and they just were all, me, they were kind of flat. Yeah, they were whack. Like were all, flat. all of all of, all of the humor in there seemed really forced and whack and not true to these characters. It was so it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like <sighs> they gotta do better. Yeah, they they do. And they do and better. it's Warner Brothers was smart when they let Nolan run Batman for a while. Mm-hmm. They should have done the same thing with Superman. And not go dark because that's not what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like, don't necessarily they th- want anything they thought dark. That, they thought that the Batman series was successful because it was dark. Batman is dark. He has yeah. to be. Like, it, it, it worked for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It worked for him. Yeah. You but need, you can't do that with Superman. You you literally need dark for Batman, light for Superman. Because Superman is the light. He's That's cold. why they're opposites. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's exactly. why they're them together works because yeah. they're opposites. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it it is good that as far, uh, from some of the stuff I've been reading, like they're they're making certain changes to some of the future, uh, some of the future things that they're doing. Like apparently the, the for the Flash movie, even though they're still doing Flashpoint, like they're using uh, Back to the Future as kind of a like a uh, like a reference. Really? For, yeah. For for how they're going to go about doing this flashpoint movie that's kind of cool though yeah hmm. like they because apparently they're they're making changes they want to they want to lighten up this flash film in a way that i guess they hadn't been doing <laughs> so far I'm, is anybody else just picturing barry allen yelling at like the guys at star labs on the night i go back <laughs> and he's wearing the orange vest yeah i gotta warn you about the future <laughs> So I think I have it like I have an analogy for this whole DC thing, and I want you guys to tell me what you think about this. So, how many of you are familiar with how Burger King picks out their locations? How does Burger King what? pick out their locations? Mm-mm. Yeah. So what happens is they let McDonald's do all of the market research and build a new restaurant, and then Burger King builds one within a very small radius. So that figuring, <laughs> hey, their research probably is good, and we'll just provide our product in the exact same area because we're close enough. Um, so I feel like in this instance, the MCU is McDonald's and Burger King is DC. DC had this hit with the Dark Knight trilogy, the Nolan stuff that was very dark and gritty and people really seemed to resonate with that. And then Iron Man came out and blew up and everyone was like, oh crap, they're building a bigger thing because Nick Fury at the end. And so to me, it seems very much like what they decided to do is like, all right, our specific product, our Whopper, if you will, is very dark, gritty superhero movies. And what we're going to do is we're just going to copy and do whatever Marvel is doing in their template, just a little bit behind them, let them do all the work, and then we'll just slide in behind them. And you can even see it like when you look at like the Suicide Squad trailer that came out not too long after Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Well, they did. They had that big Queen song and tried to make it all like timed and goofy to the Queen song because they realized, oh, that's what people want now. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of how I see the general trend going, but it's falling apart because they don't really actually know what the people want. If they think they're serving hamburgers where they're really serving like horse meat or something like that. <laughs> um, so I just feel like they need to stop trying to build this whole thing and go back and make one good meal and then go from there. Mm. Mm. Good point. Yeah. 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 I agree. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I totally get it. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, I worked for um, a video game store um, for a long time, a retailer. Uh, and I won't mention their name because they're buttholes, but we'll just say it rhymes with uh, shame schlop. Um, <laughs> and for a while, they had a strategy, and I, I'm, I wish I was joking. Their strategy in Las Vegas was find an In-N-Out burger and build next to the In-N-Out burger. Um, <laughs> because they found that people who would uh, who would, who would would get high – would go to In-N-Out Burger and eat and then be like, well, what are you going to do now that we eat? Oh, let's get some video games. <laughs> and they were saying that, like, those were always their most successful stores. <laughs> and, like, the ones near In-N-Out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, oh like I'm, I'm, like, I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard, but God damn, this is genius. <laughs> like, we need to move all of our stores next to places where people smoke weed and then next to food. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah it's it just shows you that like there, there's a certain degree of like genius that comes with like marketing and there's a certain amount of it that's just kind of dumb luck mm-hmm. and like i think that marvel 
Because Marvel started, they weren't Disney always. Like, Disney purchased mm, right. them. I don't remember exactly when it was. I can't remember what movie it Spin. was when it became Disney. Um, well, they owned... Wait, didn't they own them before? I don't like, think so. Did, Who did mm. Disney own Marvel before? I don't think so. Disney sure. bought Marvel in 2009. Mm. Oh. And Iron Man... Part. Iron Man, Iron came, Man came, out came out in 2008. Didn't 2008, 2008. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, smart. So like two. So that it was okay. So it had to have been like yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. they saw they, the vision. That's, that was that's the, smart. That was the only one that they didn't produce. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow. Yeah. All all the rest of them. Um, and the Incredible Hulk. I believe that's Universal. Oh yeah. That's oh. yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we always nobody, forget those. Nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares yeah, about, care about From that. Secret yeah. War, Secret Invasion guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, of all of the movies that are coming out next, upcoming, um, we'll go roundtable here. What's the one you're anticipating the, the most, or the one that you're most excited about? And this can be any franchise. It doesn't just have to be the comic books. It can be... Uh, sci-fi, it can be fantasy, it can be anything. What movie right now are you just like, I cannot wait for this damn thing to come out? And we'll start with our guest, Charmaine. Oh, of course, I'm first. Um, but I am excited for Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh, for small reasons, because I am a proud Air Force brat myself. So uh, with her being in the Air Force and stuff like that, I can't wait to see what she does on the big screen. And then, of course, with the MCU and stuff like that. Yeah. I can't course. wait to see what we'll happens see how it all next. ties together. Yeah. Then Absolutely. Avengers 4. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Cap- Captain Marvel is mine. Marcus. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, I have two. Okay. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated mm. Spider-Man film. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes out cool. later this year. I'm nice, very cool. the, the trailer for that just came out recently, and I'm very excited for mm-hmm. it, just based on that. Yep. Uh, the other one I'm really excited for is uh, Shazam. Just because I'm, I'm really. It looks, it looks good. It, yeah. it looks good, and it's a, it's a new direction for DC. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious to see if they may have gotten the hints, you know, with why many of their previous attempts at, at these films failed. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and just on top of that, I've just on a personal level been very intrigued by the Shazam character. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching mad YouTube videos and whatnot, just learning about the backstory mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And so like, I'm, I'm very interested in, in seeing uh, what they decide to do with that story. And then also, you know, if they do decide to tie it into this extended universe, like what role they'll decide to play, right. what, what role they'll decide uh, for him to play considering I mean, it seems like they're not going to get the Superman cameo, so yeah. we're not going to get a Shazam versus Superman type of thing. So, if they do, if they do have someone cameo, who's it going to be, and how's that going to tie in with the rest of the universe? Right. So, okay, I'm excited for that. Steve Monick, what you got? You guys are taking all my points because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm very excited for Captain Marvel because I want to take my wife to see that. You know, I think she'll really enjoy that. And then I was like, well, all right, I'll talk about Shazam then because, like, I just recently. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> recently rewatched the Superman versus or Superman Shazam um, Return of Black Adam mm-hmm. uh, animated one. And that's so awesome. It is it's awesome. just so freaking awesome. I've seen some clips on YouTube. Um, uh, let's see. I guess, I mean, I really, really am excited for Star Wars Episode Nine. Like, I just oh, hope that mm-hmm. they tie it all together in a nice bow, and I'm really excited to see where they go with it. I mean, I think Mike and I are uh, one of the reasons we ended up being close buddies is because we're on the same page where we tend to like things more than we dislike them. 
Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you know those people out there on the internet that you talk to, and they their instant reaction is, everything. "Well, I'm going to hate it until they convince me otherwise." It's it's total garbage unless it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas him and I are like, "Let's give it a chance, buddy." Uh, so that that's mm-hmm. my mentality with all of this Star Wars stuff. So that's probably my yeah. answer. Mm. Accurate, yeah, accurate depiction of me. Like it 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 has to really suck for me to hate it. Yeah, like same I, for me. Like I'm a yeah. Star Wars fan too. Yeah. So like when they came out, I was like, oh. I'm I'm so looking for I'm looking forward to Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the animated series that they got coming on. It's um yeah I saw crap, it. What is it called? Um, Star Resistance. Wars. Yeah, thank you. Star Wars Resistance. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the new John Favreau joint that he's going to be doing, mm. um, set after Return of the Jedi. Um, mm. But more importantly, I'm actually wearing, um, I'm wearing the shirt right now, and I'm going to play the music because let me tell you how excited I am about this in general. Uh, I got to just find the music in order for this to work. You know, it's kind of how this works. Um, There is so much Star Trek shit coming out soon, and I am so fucking excited. Um, Star Trek? Star, yeah, Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, we got we got Star Trek Discovery Season 2, which should be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when, because I haven't really been following the exact date. I just know that as soon as it's announced, right. I'll be like, well, I'm not doing shit for a week. Don't talk um, to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but not only that, they're bringing back fucking Captain Picard. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if my mom knows. She's a huge you gotta tricky. T- you gotta She's tell a tricky. Mom. Make it yeah. so. You got a cool ass mom. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, your mom does. It's why dope. I'm a yeah. nerd. Both of my parents, they are <laughs> huge trickies. Yeah. So I gotta let her know the news. <laughs> they, Patrick Stewart announced at a panel at a at a convention that they were working on a new script for a Star Trek series involving him, and I just I was so excited and oh. like my love of Star Trek and my love of Star Wars are equal but separate. Like, I, yeah, because I lo- that's one of the ones they're like, which one do you like better? I don't. I like them both. Right. I like them both and for different reasons mm-hmm. and for, for very vastly different reasons. Right. Star, like, if I could be one or the other, I'd probably want to be a Jedi more than I would want to be a Starfleet, uh, like, captain. Yeah. But the main reason for that is because I feel like Starfleet captains are like a dime a dozen. They're getting blown out of airlocks on a regular <laughs> basis and, like, getting turned into Borg. And, like, right. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have better luck with a Jedi. Um, I could just, like, hide out on some planet or something like that. Um, but, like... I just I love Star Trek. There's mm-hmm. something so hopeful about the series, right. and it, it's such a great message of inclusivity. And yep. like, if we drop all of our nonsense and we come together as a as a race of humans, we can do wonderful things. Yep. And they're bringing back one of my favorite characters. They're doing they're doing a second season of a really great series, and we get to see the Enterprise, which is like my favorite ship ever because it's because it's the Enterprise. <laughs> um, but then also, Wait, did they, did they say that they're bringing that back. Oh well, yeah. Well, the Enterprise is gonna is in uh, season two of Star Trek Discovery. Because it's like right at the oh, end. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you okay. meant the the enter was the Enterprise D for Picard coming back. No, well they can't bring the D back because the D got destroyed in generations. Mm. So the only I Enterprise know. that we could see would be Enterprise E. Um, but we may not the even first see time that. you get Diana Troy the wheel. Yeah, I know. Right? All hell breaks loose. <laughs> see what happens. Do you see what happens? Um, I'm just I'm really excited about it. But there's mm-hmm. also just a lot of positivity in general with the Star Trek community right now. Yeah. And it. There's a lot of things going on with the movies. We don't know if the JJ universe is really going to continue oh, because mm-hmm. Pine is out right now unless they pay him more money. 
and like Chris Hemsworth, like even though I really don't think that they need to have Chris Hemsworth in the next movie, I would rather them just do a good Star Trek movie instead of trying to bring Thor into it again. Yeah. He was he had like five minutes in the damn thing. Like why do we yeah. need to see George Kirk? It's <laughs> what the hell were they planning on doing with him? Time travel? I mean Star Trek Maybe. is famous for time travel. So I mean, hey spot. Yeah, right? A whole bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Like they basically like Star Trek Two. They killed Leonard Nimoy because he was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be Spock anymore. And then after Star Trek Two, he was like, You know, that was kind of fun. I'll be Spock again. And they were like, Fuck! Now we got to come up with a way to bring you back to life. Um, <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> That's a, how you fix it. Wait a minute. That magic planet. The magic planet brought him back to life because of science. science. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I'm I'm super excited about Star Trek. Um, it, it's. In fact, there's a tie-in with this, too. Go to GGR, um, greatgeekrefuge.com. I wrote a series of articles. Originally, they were on Comics Online uh, when I was uh, pseudo-employed for them, and I brought them Mm -hmm. over to GGR. It's the reviews, because I I had this gap in my memory. I didn't remember Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I watched it when I was a kid. I was, like, six. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to piece this show back together, and I can't do it. So I went back and watched season one, Season two and season three. Spoiler alerts. Season one sucks. Um, (laughs) Season two is better. Mm -hmm. Season three is a work of art. Season three is so freaking good. Mm -hmm. And season four, I haven't done a review on that one yet. I don't know if I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Um, But season four is really, really good too. Okay. Um, But I've just really been enjoying like going back and watching it Mm -hmm. um, again and and remembering things that I just did not remember at all. Right. So very enjoyable. Um. Final Easy thoughts. way to remember it. If Jordy LaForge is wearing a red uniform, it's garbage and don't watch it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this was season one. He was in the red. And season two, he got promoted to a lieutenant commander and was <laughs> chief engineer. Um, but yeah, like it's it's definitely worth going back and watching, especially too, because there's some episodes in the first season that are just garbage and watching them is funny because you're just like, wow, this was this was shitty. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> there's one where there's like this this conspiracy, right, where these weird aliens are like taking over people's bodies, mm-hmm. and it's so cheesy. And like, <laughs> we're talking like, remember those movies that used to be on USA late at night? It was like up all night, and it was like all the bad horror movies. Yeah. And like Gilbert Godfrey would would like uh-huh. introduce them. <laughs> it was like it was like that grade of of horror movie. It was like ah, I'm a crazy monster. Ah, this is like, what you were scared of, Ma? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, definitely check those articles out when you get a chance. Um, guys, I think we I think we covered it all. Uh, is there anything that we're missing? Mm-hmm. I feel like you got something to say, Marcus. You're, you're researching I, I, over there. No, well, yeah, I was. I, I just read something. Uh, uh, it kind of ties you in, but I, I feel like I feel like we. Here. I feel like this could <laughs> this can uh, have us going for another twenty minutes or so. So I don't know if I want to mention it or not. Well, it's your call. Now? Start uh, now? Yeah. I just said do it. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was the red devil on your so, shoulder. So um, <laughs> I was reading something. And this actually kind of confirmed, uh, talks, uh, kind of, um, it's uh, connected to Avengers 4. Okay. In which, and it concerns uh, Scarlet Witch, actually, and how once uh, fo- once the Fox merger is official, that her and Quicksilver could be officially retconned as mutants. Because it's already been confirmed that they're going to bring the X-Men and Fantastic Four to the MCU eventually. Uh, the CEO, uh, Bob Iger, you know, kind of confirmed that already. Now, so, that they, now that they have the rights to the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. now they can actually use it. So Marvel um, published a visual dictionary 
and listen to the wording uh, that they have for Scarlet Witch. She may be called Scarlet Witch, but Wanda's powers aren't derived from the occult. Whether it altered her or merely unlocked something latent inside Wanda, the Infinity Stone on Loki's scepter bestowed incredible powers of the mind. Wow. So they won't they won't confirm or deny basically. They're they're, yeah. they're towing that line right now. Yeah. And, and they can't. I mean, until the yeah. deal is completely finalized. They can't and, and they get word like, okay, it's done, they're all yours, do whatever you want. Right. Because the the wording of it suggests that, oh, so she didn't get her powers from this from the Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. The Infinity Storm the stone merely triggered something and she already had them. inside that she already had inside. That's an interesting yeah. That's an interesting theory. And mm. like that is some yeah, that is some interesting wording too. Um, I just really like that. I mean, some people are complaining because they're like, "Oh, Disney's gonna have a monopoly." Like, I don't care. Okay, and let <laughs> Disney <laughs> have it. Yeah, right. And Disney's awesome. Like, like I love Disney. Like, think about it. Did you like? Do you really? Did you really trust Comcast to do something great with, with uh, X Men and right? Fantastic Four? Like, no. Come on now. <laughs> I just I, I feel like I feel like now that Disney is pretty much sewed this up, right? that they're going to be able to do some interesting things with the X-Men. We might actually see a decent Fantastic Four movie. Because, like, if you wanted to see a good Fantastic Four movie and you want to know if Disney's done something like it before, hum, hang on, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, it's called The Incredibles. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You do, you do <laughs> yep. something like that. <laughs> it's so true. You do something like that. Yep. that there you go. You know, you do yeah. like a t- that period piece kind of thing that they like that they like doing. I mean, you could yep. totally pull that off. And Absolutely. Like, Disney knows what they're doing. It would just. Honest, I don't know yeah. why anybody would like have anything negative to say about it. Because oh, they're money hungry. Well, yes, they're a company. They gotta make money. Nerds love being angry. You know all those movies you like. You know they have to pay for those, right? Like yeah. they, right. <laughs> these actors yeah. don't work for free. So yes, they're money hungry to keep producing things and paying people. <laughs> as this long is, as it's good things, there is I'm a, gonna go yeah. see them. This is a win-win <laughs> yeah. across the board. Absolutely. Like, you like you like your nerd thing. You like it so very much. Do you want to see more of it? Then you need them to make more stuff, and you need them to make money. That's how this works. I mean, hey, I like the fact that I can go to Disney World now, and there's a Star Wars area. You're God, darn Yo, right. when they are finished with that, I was there last year for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And you could just see the potential. Mm-hmm. Like, the wall mm-hmm. was there. Girl, you were like, preaching oh. to the choir. I have, like, where's I have Vader pic- I want to see him. I have pictures, and it just showed up on my timeline, mm-hmm. um, like, as a reminder, like, hey, you had you did these recently. Yeah. Um, it's pictures of me and my son with BB-8, and BB-8's talking to him. Oh, I and, did the same thing, too. Yeah, pictures with, with Kylo Ren, who's freaky as hell. He is so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm totally with this. And like the moment when my son was like, "Dad, can I build a lightsaber?" and I was just like, "Yes, son. Yes, son. Yes, you can. <laughs> Go fulfill your dream." Yeah. And I've already convinced Steve. I'm like, Steve, when your kid's old enough, man, we're going to Star Wars Land together. Like all, all of us. Like we're just, it's happening. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, okay, fine." Oh, you <laughs> even oh. need to bring the kids. That's the question. Nah, kids can stay home. <laughs> this, is, this is our journey, not theirs. Uh, guys, check out the website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, there's a new podcast up on Great Geek Refuge. Uh, it is The Overflow oh. with MC Brooks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he is our newest contributor. He's got his own podcast up there. He's also got a ridiculously awesome album that he did uh, yes. that you can check out a link to. There's a link to his Bandcamp. Why, why do you want to get Bandcamp when you could just maybe listen to his stuff? Because if you go to Bandcamp, you can buy his stuff and you can support the man. Yeah, give me actual money. Yes. He's trying to make a living here. Support. <laughs> Damn. 
Um, the same thing I said about Disney, but for this guy. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's, it's economics. It's awesome. Support, man. Support. <laughs> um, I'm going to relaunch our GGR t-shirts as well. Um, Sweet. So we will have those up on the website as well. When you purchase those shirts, right now, any purchase goes to help support the website. But I got a sinking feeling here that after a discussion with the Brain Trust, which the Brain Trust is essentially me, Marcus, and Steve, um, and Mr. Rambo, too. We'll bring him in on it. um, That we might be looking at um, putting our proceeds towards charity instead. Ooh. Okay. Um, A fan. I think that would be be cool. I think it would make a lot. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, do we really need the money for this? Nah. We don't need the money for this. You know, it would be nice, but, like, I would rather give it to somebody that needs it more Someone than we do. Someone in need. Gotcha. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think it would be a good fundraiser, too. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll come up with some good charity to and do. And definitely support that. Yeah, because we're getting into October, November. You know, these Holiday are coming up season. Yeah. yeah. And, yep. like, it's a good time to give, and it's a good time to help people. So I, I think mm-hmm. that that's something that we're going to look uh, be looking towards here, too, soon. So, guys, be on the lookout for our relaunched uh, T-shirt line, because those T-shirts are going to be going that money is going to be going to a, a noble charity of our choice. Um, but for Steve, for our guest Charmaine, uh, for MC Brooks, which, backtrack for a second, Charmaine, yes. you sent me a meme. I did? Yes. And you showed Uh-oh. you showed the picture of all of the hurricanes and storms oh. that are developing oh, yeah. Yeah. Over, over the African continent. And she goes, this is what you get for always blessing the rains down in Africa. This is what you've done to my home state. This is what you've done. <laughs> So um, we're going to put a hiatus on playing Africa until some of these hurricanes are broken up. So we're gonna... <laughs> Thank you. North Carolina can't take no more. No, we're going to have, yeah, exactly. We're going to have As another... much as I love the song myself. Let's see. What do we want to list? Run out on. Um, any requests? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Africa by Toto. (laughs) (laughs) Bless the rings. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get. That's it. We're not allowed to talk about it anymore. (laughs) Till next week. (laughs) Oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. Okay. We're 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 pulling from the vault here. It's uh, one of my favorite overlooked bands Mm -hmm. of the '70s, um, and that is Three Dog Night. Song is called Shambhala. You might remember it. It was on the soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. So sing us out, Three Dog Night. Uh, Again, guys, thank you for tuning in to GGR Pirate Radio. Check out the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Look up the podcast. It's uh, GGR Pirate Radio. It is The Overflow with MC Brooks. Um, Fantastic Forum. Also, check them out as well. Uh, Check out Philip Jean-Pierre's art. His website is blackgorbachev.com. James Rambo. Check out his awesome art, too. He is on Etsy. Um, You just look up Art of James Rambo. It's right there. You can find it. Uh, these guys are awesome. These guys are talented. We appreciate them. Uh, we appreciate what they bring to the show and what they bring to our website. Uh, but for everybody here at The Great Geek Refuge, my name is Mike Lunsford, and you guys have a wonderful evening. Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.